0: You're listening to the Saturday Morning RPG Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Saturday Morning RPG Show. My name is Jordan with a silent PH in the middle, and I am joined always by my wonderful co-host Sir Lucian over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Uh, good morning. Welcome back, sir.
1: How are you? Good morning. How are you today? <laughs>
0: uh, I'm well, yeah. Just, uh, you uh, know, living my audio best Audio in good. I hope so. I hope that Oops. we have audio, because <laughs> would be my curse. Uh, we took uh, well, you took a break Hi. yesterday. We had uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Lex on last week, which was really nice. We chatted about all kinds of stuff. And I... We got to go see an early screening of honor among thieves
1: i want to ask a million it's o- questions it's okay I don't to be want jealous to spoil it it's okay yeah to be jealous. i don't want to
0: spoil it because i haven't got to see it yet
1: and uh when does it come out for those of us that missed the because you got an early screening because i'm guessing the facebook thing that got posted uh
0: it was an amazon prime or preview. amazon yeah so for i don't know why but if you were an amazon prime member You Mm -hmm. could sign up and we were in a sold out theater because it was literally just one screening. Uh, But we got there and uh, our friend had or not our friend. I went with my wife and my friend and but it was super packed. Even those terrible seats in the front where people are like staring up and they could barely see like every seat was sold, Mm -hmm. which was kind of fun for a movie theater. I don't experience that very often. And then right as the lights went down, somebody was like, roll initiative! And everyone's like, yeah! And like, we're all cheering and stuff. So it was... I love movie experiences AD like nerds. that that are just like, everyone's here. We're all really excited. Uh, it was fun. But no, it comes out next week. So I think uh, Wednesday or Thursday is the actual, like, premiere. Um, you could probably see it Wednesday late. Or yeah, I'm gonna do, like, a Thursday. midnight
1: showing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, next weekend. So I and I recommend cool. it. I think it's a lot of fun. I was I was So it was good. So not yeah.
1: spoiling anything, was it as good as you were hoping it was gonna be?
0: Um it I don't I don't know what I was hoping for. That's a good question. Oh, okay. Like uh it is a um it is very much a Forgotten Realms fantasy movie. I don't okay. know if it it has a lot of D&D vibes because of like, oh, you have like a, a wizard and a sorcerer and a thief and things like that. Um, and they're in Neverwinter and there's like D&D monsters, but a lot of D&D monsters are just taken from other things, you know? And so it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. like dragons and stuff like that. Um, there are If you're a fan of the realms, there's a lot of little nods throughout the entire thing of like, oh, that's this. Oh, that's this, you know? And- they do a lot of world building in all of their travel sequences are usually just like a shot of something as they're traveling um, a little bit like Lord of the Rings style. And then if you know, kind of like, Oh, that's this or, Oh, that's that. And so that was really fun. And it sounds like it's doing good enough that they're going to make a sequel and they want this to be like a fun D and D franchise. And they're setting up villains and things like that. So who knows? We could see this go in places. It could be a lot of fun. But. That's
1: interesting. Do you remember when we saw the preview or we were hearing about it? Did they mention that it did tie to Forgotten Realms specifically, or did we not know that until we got in the movie and they really just tied it to Forgotten Realms?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I don't remember knowing. I don't. I don't think they advertised it as Forgotten Realms because I think Wizards of the Coast wants D and D in the Realms to kind of be synonymous. But right. it wasn't until the trailer where I saw them being like Here we are in Neverwinter or something. And that was like an early, early trailer. And I'm like, okay, it's set in the realms. So yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's it's okay. totally Sword Coast. Uh, you know, they're they're up in Icewind Dale, they go down to Neverwinter and back, and there's lots of lots of travel, but it's really quick. Um Well that's and- interesting
1: because we've never had like a visual representation of what forgotten realms is we've always read it right we've always seen the artwork but we haven't seen a movie or a you know a director and a filmographer go through and say okay this is what we think we've had for lord of the rings we we kind of know what we think the shire looks like or we kind of know what we think you know moria looks like but that's cool that now we're getting something about sword coast
0: yeah peter jackson uh really cemented what the Shire looks like in our heads. Right. Like, yeah. cause now yeah. it's like, I could read the book, but I immediately think of those movies. And I think this is going to be similar where it's like, mm-hmm. you'll look at a, a shot of something and you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's uh, the spine of the world or, oh yeah, that's this. And so um yeah. it, uh, a lot of people were saying, and I agree with this statement that it feels like uh, guardians of the galaxy. Because it's like a ragtag group of of heroes. No, no, and it's not a bad thing. But it's a ragtag group of heroes who are kind of like thrown together. And they're like, I guess we'll do the right thing. (laughs) Like, you know. And they end up, you know, doing the right thing and and whatever. But uh, that's what it feels like to me. Um, And Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy also had a lot of like, well, who's this guy? And like, there was a bigger world in the background that you didn't really know a lot about if you weren't a super comic fan. Uh, and that's how this feels. So
1: that's cool. Cause I like, I love how you're saying that because there is, that's probably a really good example of there's this really big world and lore mm-hmm. that we don't think all our big audience will know, but we know a big audience is coming cause it's a Marvel movie and they've loved these other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. How do we introduce them to this other big galaxy spanning thing without them knowing all this stuff? And I thought guardians of the galaxy, that first movie did a great job of introducing certain parts and getting you into the, Oh, because I, I had never really read very many of the Guardian of the Galaxy comics. I knew some of them, but not many. And I was instantly hooked watching the movie. I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'm into this now. I kind of yeah. see where we're going. And so I think that that's a cool idea to say, or that their mindset might've been, we have a lot of people who won't know what Sword Coast is or any of these terms. There will be a lot that will, but there, mm-hmm. there's a bigger audience that won't. How do we introduce them to these elements? How do we start moving them into these things? Which is really cool. Huh, well, I will definitely see it for sure, probably opening night midnight showing. Go check it out, and then I'm sure our show after that will have a million questions. So be ready for a spoiler filled show at some point. Yeah, where we yeah. Dig deep. <laughs> uh, it would be fun to questions. do
0: a a. a re- I should maybe do like a reaction video or something. I don't know. I made I made yeah. a couple shorts, but then I talked to people about like little things that I noticed. But then I talked to some people, and they were like, "Well, if the movie's not out, you shouldn't really release those." So those are all scheduled to go out on Friday. So. Oh, um cool. yeah. a lot of people were oh people in chat are asking me are there any black obelisks because of the obelisk conspiracy and I didn't see any obelisks it's it really is its own uh, the the stakes are high for the characters not necessarily yeah. for uh the entire realms it's not like the realms is threatened kind of a thing yeah. yeah
1: when they release it on a on a medium that we can watch it on our computers we should do a show where we micro analyze different sections of it and be like okay here's a here's a sweeping shot let's go frame by frame and see if we see anything yeah. when they're in the tavern do we mm-hmm. see anybody or oh wait they're walking through this town is there anything we, that'd be kind of a fun show to just dive deep when it yeah. comes out on like. Yeah, I want to do like a a, a new
0: rock stars like ten things that you missed kind of a thing as yeah, I go through that's it. That so
1: so, would be cool. To um, watch.
0: It would be fun. Yeah. It, there's a lot of humor. Some sometimes the jokes didn't land for me, but uh, it's not a perfect movie. But I had a good time. Like I think it's a lot of fun, and I'm excited just for this to invigorate you know new people to be like I want to go play. That looks fun and not mm-hmm. not think that it has to be like super serious lord of the rings it can just be like wait like we could just steal stuff from bad guys like that sounds fun <laughs> i want to do that so so was uh, the yeah.
1: crowd your age was the crowd teenagers was the crowd a bunch of family and kids what was your crowd
0: uh all ages gosh i think just i think the majority of the crowd was like people in their 30s um but i also think like the people next to us must have been in their 70s like it was a husband and wife and i was just like and they were like but you know what you're getting into it's not like they walked up and they're like i'll take a ticket to that like they must have pre-ordered and all that stuff so yeah you had Uh, to want to go to that showing but there were a couple kids like it was i think it was parents who like took their kids you know so Mm -hmm. um but it'll definitely be successful and uh this was the first time that those two have directed a movie outside of game night which was a good movie um mm-hmm. but this is their first like big sweeping kind of movie so uh, i feel like and- the
1: special effects hold up to to some of the really outrageous things that are happening cuz obviously we don't have real dragons we don't have yeah. real magic stuff so you have to really sell it with really good
0: it's a good mix effects. of practical effects and stuff like uh there's a lot of dragonborn and they actually had puppets and stuff and i thought it looked really oh, good cool uh there's okay. one tabaxi Superful. that looks awful. Like it straight up looks like a, a a man in a cat suit. And I was like, that is not good. You should at redo all. that one. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> You're, you're cat, so you're in the right <laughs> But wrong the rest set, of it, like, dude. there's like a Yuanti and an Arakocra, and they look very good. So, oh, yeah, you just sold it to me, Arakocra. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, but anyway, we'll move on. There's lots of other stuff to talk about because I could sit here and ramble about, about a movie that I can't spoil, so it's okay. But I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, well, we have big
1: news coming up because yeah. this week is going to be big. So yeah, lead off with that for sure.
0: Yeah. So, uh, there was a teaser that we're going to have another D D direct. Um, And I think we got one, was it last summer? Last, when did we get this? I don't remember.
1: Yeah, because they, it had to have been like last summer, I think, because they were announcing the stuff that was going to happen just after the year changed. And the books we were getting. Yeah, maybe it was fall. They were teasing this year's books. Like the uh, summer to fall area.
0: Yeah, so they were teasing a bunch of those books and stuff. And so this is another D&D Direct um that they're gonna talk about it's march 28th so it's tuesday i believe uh, at noon yeah. eastern i might take a, oh i i think they're gonna be working on my house i was like i might take the morning off and like try to live stream it but i can't if people are tearing apart my my uh plumbing um but uh they're gonna talk about all the new books and this is the books that we know about so far Oh, well, they're going to talk about a lot of stuff. There's probably, like, toys and movie tie-ins. If you watch this the trailer, there's, like, a shot of a potato, a, sh- a <laughs> shot of some sheet music, which I don't really know what the sheet music is. The potato, I think, ties into the D&D Honor Among Thieves movie. So it, when you watch that, you'll it'll make more sense. Um, so that makes me think that there's going to be a Honor Among Thieves tie-in. Um In some way, whether it's an adventure, you know, we already have stat blocks Mm -hmm. for those characters on D&D Beyond if you wanted to incorporate them into your game. so.
1: And the last one was like a four-parter thing because they talked about Dungeons & Dragons books, but they talked about Magic the Gathering, and then they talked about like something else, like they had different thing so i wonder if this one's that way too or if this is just strictly dungeons and dragons
0: yeah so they're they're taking a key from nintendo because nintendo would do these DD directs and i guess magic the gathering does the same thing too where they're like here's our game plan for the year to you know build hype and also uh you know tell consumers like this is we're not trying to hide things from you um Mm -hmm. and uh i guess DD was just like we should probably do that too like i think our fans would like that um so, the books we know about, the next one is Bigby Presents Glory of the Giants, which I think is going to be a Fizzbands type book, only with like giant themes. So, it'll, it feels like it'll be a monster book. Like, Fizzbands was lore, monsters, and a couple of like draconic subclass themes. And I think mm-hmm. Bigby Presents Glory of the Giants is going to be similar, where it'll be here are some monsters. Here are some giant themed subclasses, and here's a bunch of lore on giants. Uh, yeah. I don't know for sure, obviously. And then yeah. that one should be this. It got to, it's got to be coming up soon. Like I I've, mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen it, but who knows? Well,
1: because the the keys to the golden vault is out already, yeah. so we know there. There's no reason for them. I mean, they could bring it up, but there's not a specific reason for them to bring it up. Yeah.
0: And then uh, the Fandelver campaign which is mm-hmm. uh, a whole camp not a oh yeah it's like a a full on campaign starter rather box. than a starter set they're like expanding the fandelver starter set which is cool mm-hmm. um book of many things which we were talking about this will be fall of 2023 and originally i thought it was going to be a like a magic item book but then what were you saying you thought it was going to be something else
1: I-, I was thinking it was like yeah xanathar's guide to everything okay. kind of like you know like i was thinking maybe a big subclass player book um, but I mean, it does reference deck of many things as a magic item. So I see how you could lean towards book of many things, but I was thinking subclasses and we know they have a bunch of subclasses yeah. still that they haven't released.
0: It feels like it could be a subclass. I, cause yeah, it's like book of many things, but I really wonder why it's not like Morden Canaan's book of many things, you know? Cause mm. we always have a name like Xanathar's this, but maybe it's a, t- it's a, f- Because literally the next book is just called Planescape. Like they don't have a title. I think it will. So it probably have. They were only
1: teased. Yeah. Yeah. Just like like we have Bigby. Yeah. Visbands book of of many things
0: or Manchun's book of many things, something like that. Um. So yeah. I and and then when you said that, I was like, actually, that does fit the the you know Xanathar's Guide to Everything, Tasha's Cauldron Mm -hmm. of this, and so I we'll see if that fits it, but. Um, and then last but not least is Planescape, which we know nothing about, um, whether it's going to be like, a, a, or I've I've heard the rumor that it's going to be like Spelljammer, where they're going to make it like a three book box set. So it'll be like Planescape monsters and adventure and then player things. And it'll be, you know, boxed up exactly like Spelljammer. Uh, I hope that it's better than Spelljammer because Spelljammer was kind of a big letdown. Um, although somebody in our discord is running the adventure and they say the adventure is actually really fun. Um it was just like the ship rules and stuff like that that I was super disappointed with cuz cuz like right. the monsters were fun, the monster art was cool. I just felt mm-hmm. like I couldn't generate a planescape adventure with what you gave I mean, me. I, so. I got my
1: box set sitting right yeah. there. It's got
0: great artwork
1: if nothing else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> uh
1: so that stuff we already know it's possible something could have changed which they have such a long thing that they more than likely wouldn't so we think that's what it'd be but they also could introduce something new or something they didn't talk about like we haven't had a match the gathering crossover book in a bit now um since the last one so that's a possibility yeah because sometimes they do crossover books um and that brings in different audiences and different groups so i was wondering if we might get something like that Do we get any deeper dive into what the new edition D&D 1, 6E, D&D 5.5 is? Do we start to see branding? Do we start to see more information on that? Do we start to see what the first book will be for that change? You know, what's the first one where they change how the covers actually read and it no longer says on the front page or, you know, 5E or, you know, any of that stuff? Uh What does it say? Does it call it D&D 1 or does it call it, you know, what does it call it? So I wonder if we see that.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, another point, though, is we're going to have this D&D Direct on the 28th, and then uh, Wizards is having their uh, Creators Conference Summit kind of thing. A bunch mm-hmm. of, uh, well, and I want to say a bunch of YouTubers, but it really wasn't. It was like four or five YouTubers, and then some people that write for d um, like have written past adventures and stuff, and uh, but it's a creator summit. So they're bringing a bunch of people. I know that, Bob Worldbuilder was invited. He's going,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Ted's going. Ted was invited. Uh, nice. Your boy was not invited at all. <laughs> oh. Damn. And uh, to twist the dagger a little bit more, a bunch of other people were invited who uh, to a a digital version where they'll be able to like sit in on a Zoom call and watch some of the presentations. Also, not not invited. Oh. And so that oh. that. What did you do to too. them?
1: Yeah, Wizards. Well, You're buying so too funny. many DCC books is the problem.
0: Oh, probably, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, then, yeah, because we all I'll hang out with Goodman Games every day. It'll be fun. They came on our show, <laughs> so
1: all I'm saying is.
0: <laughs> uh, So it was it was weird, but they're... So we don't know anything about that. I don't think a lot of people do. My guess is that they're going to have the... Uh, a roughed demo of the... 3D space they're trying to create, um, the virtual tabletop. And then they'll probably talk oh, about like um some of the six E stuff and like how it's gonna be received and things like that. And probably like oh, we want to talk about D D Beyond
1: so. and new stuff coming to D D Beyond because now since it's part of them, it makes sense that maybe they're a part of D D direct and telling us what's happening at the D D Beyond site.
0: Oh no, yeah. Because D and D Beyond is now part of Wizards of the Coast, so uh, yeah. I think we'll we'll get a lot of the virtual tabletop at the D direct as well. They'll probably announce a lot of that and show, showcase it more, you know, because they've been working on mm-hmm. that, so. Um but I hmm. yeah, so anyway, I wasn't invited. Is there uh, anything <laughs> in this
1: list that you wish we were getting but we're we're probably not, just based on the list we're getting? Is you see anything there? Does that it looks like it's a good mix of adventures and new stuff and, and stuff that we're used to getting? possibly a monster book possibly a player book possibly yeah. some adventures anything in there that you're like oh they're really missing the boat because they could have done this
0: i don't know um uh, yeah is there I anything can't...
1: less like dark sun is the only real because the dragon lance thing is getting you know well they did dragon got that yeah up. We've got Planescape is now going to get covered. Another big thing that a lot of people mm. liked. Spelljammer um, was covered. Yeah, we got Spelljammer. Is there any of those big like leftover pieces that get? Greyhawk, you're doing
0: Birthright, this? like I don't mm. know. Um, this
1: one's the only one that comes to mind for me that they well, haven't and, done Well, and
0: uh, there was an interview. Uh, I think it was Bob Worldbuilder or somebody else interviewed. Uh, I forget his name, but the lead, the showrunner for D&D right now, for, um, who went on, Kyle Brinkman, is that it? Uh, and he said that Dark Sun is just too problematic. We're not going to touch it. So I I don't see Dark Sun coming back anytime soon because every Dark Sun adventure, uh, well, I shouldn't say every, but most of them start with you're a slave and there's a huge yeah. emphasis on slavery and although I feel like you can tell that story and the story is usually good because it's like rising up against your oppressors, uh, it's really hot subject. And nobody at Wizards of the Coast wants to see on the cover of Forbes magazine, D&D mm-hmm. embracing slavery for their new campaign setting. And so yeah, see, in my we're head, not going to see dark that. Dark Sun is
1: always, is always my mind is like Dune, but you're using magic, magic you know, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons rule. So it's like desert planet, desert apocalypse. Things yeah. are tough and hard. Um, Mad Max inspired. Um, that is where it goes in my head when I think of yeah, Dark Sun. And, and me too. Magic's weird and doesn't work the way it's supposed to. So that's another element that gets added in. I just think that's, that's kind of a cool idea to say, this place magic is very different. This place is harder and harsher than any places you've taken your characters. Yeah and it's a desert planet and it's an apocalyptic place, boom, here's your campaign setting. But I do realize that in the previous version that it leaned into that. So maybe they could cut it out. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't
0: have to be well, you know, yeah. centralized around that concept. I and so maybe you say, Hey, this is, I don't know, like a hundred years dark in the sun future and, 50, and dark 50, sun years. Yeah. You know. Dark sun is a little different now um, because I think there, there is a need for that. Like, harsh rules, magical wasteland kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't think they want to take that chance. Yeah. Interesting. They don't tidbit, want to remake though, it. Interesting yeah. tidbit though. There was a, when Spelljammer came out, there was a um, map of wild space that was uploaded to D&D Beyond. And one of the planets in it said athis which, which is the planet of Dark Sun. And it was up for a day, and and then it went down, uh, or it was replaced kind of immediately. And, and I think the new planet, I forget what it's called, but it's just some generic name. Because the planet mm-hmm. isn't defined, but I think they were hinting that you could get to athis through Wild Space... Obviously, they were hinting at that. Um, but mm-hmm. I wonder if it was one of those, like, no, we just don't want to have any reference to Dark Sun. So when I heard yeah. that, I was kind of like, I think that's the nail in the coffin for Dark Sun. Uh, Got it. Maybe. I mean, the old books are always there. You can pick them up. You can translate your Dungeon you want. Master. You can and do so, whatever you want. Uh, I think you could still do that with 5e. Uh, but. And and in the case of Spelljammer, I think you would have a better Spelljammer experience not using the 5e stuff and, and mm-hmm. using the 2e stuff to generate your world and just use 5e rules.
1: But. Well, in the WebDM book, it, once it does come out, is kind of what I always thought was a kind of a close yeah, approximation weird of yeah. like a dark sun kind of thing. Or at least you could use it as a proxy to that if you're looking for something newer. Uh, maybe keep an eye out for that if you, mm. if you know, when whatever that comes. Out. I don't think I've gotten my copy yet, but I haven't checked on it in a while.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, not to dive into like slavery a whole bunch, but I was thinking about um, <laughs> out of the abyss, <laughs> out of the abyss, you're like drow captured, soon to be drow slaves and you break mm-hmm. free. So I I don't know, like that was a, that was a very, it, it's a tropey thing to do, whether it's right or wrong. I'm gonna, well, slavery is wrong in all senses, but um, I guess you don't want to have the player's, owning other creatures <laughs> but the the, the flip yeah. side of that of like standing up to your oppressors I think is an interesting story to tell so but I don't know I guess or, yeah. I guess it was too problematic who knows mm-hmm. so possibly anyway or so, you just
1: have to have the consent of your like I was just reading um they were talking about abomination vaults which I was going to mention a little bit later on from Aizo yeah. and it had a very interesting blurb at the very beginning that says hey Abomination Vaults has um, stuff to do with body mutilation, ableism, yeah. and there is some suicide topics in this book. So be aware, make sure you as a as the game master and your players have full consent with each other to play through these topics or don't, you know, don't have them in your game. So I just think you could just do those books and you put that in the beginning. Hey, dungeon master and players, It's your, both of yours responsibilities to consent to what type of, you know, stories you're going to tell and which things you're not going to touch or tell, or not even going to look at you know, the veils and, and X cards and all the different ways that you can come up with, Hey, we let's not cover that.
0: Yeah. Um, And, and that's great. Um, I also think that a lot of wizards of the coast is pushing D and D to 13 year olds, like 15-year-olds. Sure. And when you when you factor in, like, wow, these people aren't adults, maybe we shouldn't be presenting adult material for them to handle in an adult way. Um, so I agree with you. I think there is a place for these kind of stories in 5e or in DD in general, because we're seeing cool stuff like abomination vaults, you know, coming out of from Paizo. Uh, But that being said, as a company, I don't see them doing it. And unfortunately, as a company, they own Dark Sun. And I think that's why we will never see Dark Sun. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to get Mm -hmm. a similar supplement somewhere else. Because there are these, you know, weird wastelands. It's going to come out. I can run a Dark Sun-style-esque game using that. Uh,
1: Yeah. Or there's plenty of Kickstarter 5e-styled campaigns from companies that are building all kinds of different worlds using the 5e rules. So I'm sure yeah. you can probably find something that yeah. would fit. Mr. Rex has is,
0: is got a desert themed campaign setting that he was kickstarting. Um, I don't know anything about it, but like, I don't know. And I, I love al I love deserts. I love that. So actually that is something I would be interested in is an al update, but that's another one where I don't know if they will, will do that because of, uh, problematic references to muslims and things like that so we'll see Mm -hmm. um pax east is happening right now and uh our friend ted is there um he has an interview today with chris perkins and jerry holkins i'm a little jealous (laughs) and apparently he hung out with jerry holkins uh just like casually at some party Mm -hmm. or something and Jerry's like, yeah, we should do something sometime. I'm like, if you get on Acquisitions Incorporated before me, <laughs> Ted, well, I, will, I will murder you and, t- and wear my <laughs> Ted suit to be on ACK Inc. before you. So, uh, But if you're at PAX East, uh, I bet – I mean, Wizards of the Ghost is there. I bet they're going to do a live show. It should be fun. Um, or at least I'm pretty sure they're doing a live show uh, because they always seem to do one at PAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was an Acquisitions Incorporated Kickstarter – what did you uh, think about that did you back it yeah i mean
1: season two Act Inc. um i hadn't backed it yet and or i was gonna because i just did the one we did with goodman games where i spent 70 bucks to get the cool yeah, the leather one covered right? things yeah. so i was the, like all right that the, might be yeah. my my kickstarter for the month i try to do one a month not more than that mm-hmm. um and i've got my eye on a couple of others so i didn't but i did I'm watching it avidly. I'm a huge yeah. Ac Ink fan. If it looked like they weren't going to get millions and millions of dollars, I definitely would have backed it. But they were already like at one or two million or something. It was like a no, no, they're at rate.
0: it's it's not doing that well. I don't think. But or is it?
1: I thought it was at two. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I looked at the wrong page. Maybe.
0: Um, so the acquisitions incorporated the series 2, uh, Yeah, they had a goal of two hundred fifty thousand, and they're at two hundred sixty nine thousand. I was surprised because oh, I, be I, I thought day one they were going to reach that goal real fast. But if you look, and Lex and I actually talked about this last week, if you look at a lot of their uh, their stretch goals, or not stretch goals, but their rewards, the rewards are usually like your name in the credits, access to mm-hmm. a Discord server. Like, it's, it's non-tangible stuff. And I feel like mm-hmm. Kickstarters do better when it's like, I will... I will give you $50 and I will get this this thing. Kickstarters do worse when it's like, I will give you $50 and allow you to make a movie that I will watch once. And that's kind of what this was, where it's like, it's it's a 10 episode series. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Acquisitions Incorporated enough that I wanted to back this. And I'm, I'm happy that they actually funded and so that it is going to happen, but I don't think they're going to get through a lot of their stretch goals. We'll see. Yeah, if
1: they're under a million, I'll back them Uh, uh, because I definitely want to see a season two and I'm excited Yeah, because Mike I always get his name wrong but Mike was coming back and Jerry's gonna be there and we're gonna see I don't know what that sounded like maybe a different cast also so and I love both C team and Anna Prosser's coming back and
0: that bronze girl's coming back as her she's playing Omen Dran's daughter which is really fun like I love the (laughs) I mean this is my soap opera like (laughs) it's been so fun watching this so they're yeah. going to have a couple people come in as extras and stuff. I think it'll be really cool. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. Nice. I, I backed it at $50 just because I felt like that's, some, that's enough money that I would want to donate. But boy, they have like, do you want to do a $5,000, $10,000? I'm like, I can't do that. can't do that. Can't do that. So, <laughs> you um, can't and and that. you're right. For my $50, <laughs> I'm getting a poster and the show happening so it really is like do you want the show to happen and i do and that's why mm-hmm. i backed it it's just kind of one of those yeah. things uh but i i totally get why it didn't like super blow up you know interesting um, i, thought, we'll, I, would, we'll I see. thought i would yeah i i you know well maybe if at the shows
1: it. though if they're at their pack shows and they're talking about it maybe yeah. that's another way for them to
0: actually at the booth boost uh at pax east they said they got some uh acquisitions incorporated dyson and if you show that you backed it on your phone they'll like sell you the dice at a discount or something like that and i was like Very oh cool. i wish i was there this is so <laughs> ah be so much fun um cool. speaking of kickstarters though uh shadow dark which is the osr rpg mm-hmm. that uh the arcane library is producing kelsey um, it's her baby. She's written on this, been working on it a long time. Uh, it hit 1 million and Lex and I were wondering if this is the first OSR kick- Kickstarter to hit 1 million. And I, it might be, I'm not sure. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then Lucian and I, as we talked about this, got in a conversation of, well, <laughs> what constitutes OSR? Because there has been a lot of million dollar Kickstarters uh, for RPG supplements. And I'm like, you're right. I don't really know. Maybe this isn't OSR either. And it is, who knows? But uh, yeah, I also... did... go ahead. Sorry.
1: Hmm. Yeah. We were wondering, I was wondering, cause I always, we got into this conversation that I think DCC is OSR Yeah. and you, and you were like, well, I don't think of it that way. And I was like, Oh, that, okay. Yeah. So that we, yeah, I, I think know. that would be a fun
0: <laughs> conversation to have at some point where it's like, well, yeah. what does OSR mean to you? Because as I'm talking about it, I think it does mean a lot of different things to different people. Um, but regardless, I wasn't going to back this because I have a lot of OSR games to play that I don't play. But then once it hit a million, I'm like, okay, now I have fear of missing out. I better pick up a hardback. So, <laughs> up, and it Obama. is, it's kind of expensive, but I think she wanted really good book quality and stuff like that. So, um, very cool but the art looks well, really usually cool. that's yeah. for
1: artwork yeah you know yeah. artwork the editing they a lot of times they have a lot of it already written but they're just looking for you know getting it yeah. over the cross no 100 percent.
0: the book is done like it is it yeah. is done this very is just cool. kind of a pre-subscriber thing so uh talking with the arcane library i believe she's said that they're going to get it out this summer like it's going to be printed and mailed it's just the kickstarter was kind of like a pre-order and so Okay. Uh, and that's another really good selling point. Like um how long have we been waiting for Weird Wastelands? Like I love mm-hmm. I love uh my web dm boys, web DM. but I think they get busy. It wasn't all the way written yet. Uh if you go to a Kickstarter and you're like it's done. I just need I need the funds to print it, to get some artwork. Uh I think a lot of kickstarters do better that way, so
1: it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Then the idea of I need, I have an idea. Yeah. And I want you to help me kickstart, which is I get it and it's great. And it is the place you should go for that kind of thing. But it does make it seem like a year from now before something comes out or a year and a half and you haven't seen something. Yeah. Kind of like, you have to wait. And I'm, so, I'm more I,
0: hesitant when people are like, yeah, I kind of want to like throw this together as opposed to, I've been working on this for two years and it's nearly completed. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I, i guess that's the point is i've been burned on a mm-hmm. few too many kickstarters so.
1: yeah i've had a couple that have not shown up <laughs>
0: yeah. but that's okay i get it um i did want to mention too i've been watching
1: a lot of the um penny arcades site and they they've been doing a lot of really cool stuff with showing different games sometimes it's a card game they'll play with jerry and he has uh some people come in and show him this different card games or board games or things and he was doing one and i just saw that they are playing mech warrior uh yeah. role playing game called destiny and i was like. Yes, that's such a cool thing. I want to watch all of this because I just, I still feel like there's not enough sci-fi role-playing games being shown out there or being played or as popular as the fantasy ones. You know, like the fantasy ones. Yeah, There's yeah. so much Pathfinder. There's so much D and D. There's so many of the OSR and DCC and all that stuff you can find everywhere. But there's just not a lot. And we were talking about, I mean, why don't we have more Star Trek ones? Why don't we have star, more Star Wars ones? Why don't we have more, you know, sci-fi ones? And I was just like. I just would love to see some more sci-fi ones. So I can't wait. I started watching this and I can't wait to watch more of it. Um, and I'm super interested in seeing how this Mech Warrior Destiny Alpha Strike piece works because they work together yeah. or can work together with the books. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. So.
0: That, that just got me thinking, like, you know, we have, uh, you know, the d and movie is set in the Forgotten Realms. And when mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast was, not Wizards of the Coast, when TSR was trying to build up Dungeons and Dragons, they found ed greenwood and was like hey ed like we want your Mm -hmm. world and so they had a world to build and write stories in but i'm trying to think of another rpg that isn't a franchise like star trek like like does starfinder have novels that like help flesh out the world to help people get excited about you know space exploration because every sci-fi Aside from mothership, I guess that's its own thing. But every sci-fi mm-hmm. thing, it might have a world, but that world feels very disconnected. Unless you, uh, I don't know. And so maybe that's what you need is like, okay, we're going to make a sci-fi role-playing game. I'm going to set it in this world, and then I'm going to hire mm-hmm. ten authors to write four books each, so that people can like, yeah, under you know, because otherwise yeah, you're like, wasn't a
1: franchise I-. first,
0: yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Otherwise it's like I want to play uh, oh, and Rhys says Pathfinder does have a ton of novels so there you go I might be wrong I but, did see a couple and I, I would say they helped. were like
1: novels like Ed Green, you know Ed Greenwood novels or you know like uh yeah. RA Salvatore novels but there are some novels and I know uh they part of our Paizo news is they have a comic book coming out that is Starfinder so oh, you're going to cool. get some world building in um some comics starting in June yeah. so they are doing some fleshing out of the world. That's not, just, and they didn't just take a, a franchise world like a Star Trek or a Star Wars. They have their own. The other one I was thinking of when you said that non-franchise, I was thinking of um, Traveler was a big one that I remember. Oh, actually, you're right. Traveler, yeah, was was the big. It's kind still of sci-fi. pretty popular,
0: I think. Like, yeah, I see Seth so, Skorkowski making videos on it still.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that would be the one that would come to mind for me. But there's not a lot. Like it's one. Like there's just not a ton where you could name a ton of fantasy wow. worlds out there built around role-playing games. So I'm, I'm just like the idea that we see some stuff. So And MechWarrior is one of the deeper lore worlds that you can find. They're on par with like a Lord of the Rings deep lore. They're on par with a Warhammer 40K deep lore. They're on par with Forgotten Realms deep lore. Like so much stuff has been written about it. There's There are MechWarrior books that are super yeah. popular, have nothing to do with the game. There's popular video games. There's different types of movies and things and cartoons and it, it's got a big world. So to see, you know, I it, I think it'd make a great you know role playing style game just to come around And So I like this idea that they're showing MechWarrior Destiny Officer because I hadn't thought of that. Because um, MechWarrior is like BattleTech was always the play the game on the board and your things are moving strategically. Yeah. And MechWarrior was, okay, we're going to play the pilot, right? So I want to know what, what it's like to be the pilot. So I was like, the, the idea of that. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Yeah,
0: um, I It's funny, because I, I don't have a lot of interest in a sci-fi uh, RPG. But the minute you start dropping in mechs and Gundams and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, now I'm Gundams? there. Now I'm, now I'm very excited. You're a um, Gundam pilot? And yeah. so uh, I, I think about, well... We talk about the the Black Hack, another OSR game, and then Mm -hmm. uh, somebody wrote the Mecha Hack, which is like a a version Mm -hmm. of that simple RPG, only you get to play, you know, uh, pilots for mechs. And you have your pilot stats and you have your mech stats. And I love that. Um, That's why I got the Lancer. I backed that Kickstarter
1: because it was Battle Mechs and it was good art. And it was like,
0: oh, this is the good stuff. That's the (laughs) other thing. Like, uh, if I could find a group that is as passionate about mechs as I am, I think... I could run a really fun a, mech game. A Gundam but, uh, campaign? Yeah. yeah. Using, I mean, using the, the mecha Robotech. hack, I think. Yeah. Robotech, mech cross. So yeah. cool. Something about Very giant cool. robots. It's just fun. <laughs> and it,
1: it's like that big genre. The other big genre that's like that is the superhero one. And I don't think we get clamoring for the superhero one as much because yeah. we've gotten superhero in everything else. We've gotten superhero cartoons and movies. So we've gotten our fill with superhero shows and we're getting that, you know, so maybe we don't need a role play game as much, but it's like the, this really cool sci-fi one. It just seems like we just battle mechs in specific, not necessarily. um, And maybe it was just a
0: fluke of like what actually became popular because Mm -hmm. now, now that we're talking like traveler was a huge expansive world and RPG DMCA in chat just said, you know, Palladium has their riffs. Uh, and Wrist there was a big. lot of a lot of worlds that were like tech slash magic, and I was like, "Oh yeah." Mm-hmm. So it really kind of comes down to just like what took space off. Space Western Gamma <laughs> World, you know, yeah. it
1: was like there is space stuff. So it's I just yeah. So I, lo- I love the idea that we're back in that mode of other things are popular again. Um, D and is not the only thing to play. Fantasy is not the only thing to play. Yeah. There's other, you know. We're playing Kids on Bikes. We're playing Tales from the Loop. We're yeah. playing, you know, all, it's, you know, some Harry Potter game. We're playing, you know, all these different witches games or just different things that aren't or modern day games. You know, you could play yeah. some type of monsters, uh, Monster vampires. Hearts, you know, vampires are masquerade.
0: You know, like lots of yeah. stuff coming back. It's it's a rain ass sauce of RPGs. Are you ready for
1: some Paizo news?
0: Let's do it. What's happening in the world of Paizo? We kind of
1: touched on a couple of them already, but yeah, so Abomination Vaults is, they're doing a 5e version of the classic, uh, very popular Abomination Vaults. Comes in June. Is that an adventure? For Pathfinder or... fans, Pathfinder 2 fans, yeah. So it's okay. a whole campaign book um, and just redone in the 5e rule set. Yeah. Um, then they're going to do the Starfinder comic book. Um, which is going to give you some insights into, um, you know, some of the world of just after, I think it's just after or right during their drift crisis, which is the big thing that was happening is just about over now um, when all of the ways to travel faster than light had shut down and the the campaign was about now, what do we do? um, And what's happened to that? No spoilers to there. And then the next book we're going to see for Starfinder is ports of call in May. So that's going to be another book that's coming out. And what I liked about ports of call If we go back to, I want to open my window up here. Um, I like this. When I read this, I thought, I'm going to read this to Jordan, see if he he gets excited. (laughs) Um, So what are they going to have in it? They're going to have in Ports of Call is going to be an overview and poster-sized map of the Starfinder galaxy. So you get a galaxy map. Whoa. New rules for easier and faster hyperspace travel along drift lanes. Spell jammer, anyone? A new phenomenon coming out of the Drift Crisis. So this is they're trying not to spoil what happens at the end of Drift Crisis, which was their big campaign they just did. Four new player character species, including giants, sentient ooze-like celamids. The gaseous thurs, or thires, I don't know how to pronounce some of these things, and the reptilian zolgas of Lost Galorion. And if anybody in chat knows, Galorian's the name of the campaign world and Pathfinder. Pathfinder so I yeah. wonder what this piece, so it's like a little tie into their fantasy world in some way. Very interesting. Expanded downtime rules, new starship options, a cargo subsystem. Oh, so you cool. want to be a merchant or a cargo team. New NPCs and a score of new side jobs, much more. So I thought yeah. that sounds like a really cool book to me.
0: No, that's fine. Yeah the uh, the wonders of the theme park planet of Galorian world. That's weird and fun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. I should yeah, read. So... I should read Starfinder stuff. I need to. I need God, or Pathfinder so too. Good. I need to pick it up.
1: Yeah. And I can't wait for the enhanced system where I think they're cleaning up the rules so they're easier to learn is my hope. And if that's true, I think I'll I'll be diving into Starfinder a lot more. But the the dive I've done into it so far, it's it's really I I couldn't understand some rules, so it made it hard to keep playing because it was like, is, mm-hmm. are we doing it right? Or are we not doing it right? So that's very interesting. So that was my Paizo um big news i don't know if we're going to get any more uh information but they're usually really good about telling us what's coming out they have a schedule on their website that they keep track of so you can just go to paizo.com and find their schedule of releases um i'm excited uh their booth at gen con is always great and so that's our paz wizards
0: is going back to gen con did you see that
1: I didn't see this. Where did yeah. you see this? Uh,
0: on on the Wizards website, on or on D&D Beyond, they listed um, they want to be more active in the community again. This is, again, after the whole OGL debacle. And so they're like, yeah. we're going to go to the following conventions, and they listed Gen Con. And I was like, wow. okay, you're humble humbly walking back with your tail between your legs. But yeah, it's kind of crazy, so... I think they're realizing that they need to be a part of this greater community as opposed to we're more important than the rest of you um, (laughs) since that OGL debacle, so.
1: Interesting, yeah, we have not seen them in a while. No booth, they have a booth, that's crazy.
0: No, I think they're gonna have a, yeah, I think they want to have like a, they're gonna be there, Wizards of the Coast, so who knows? Yeah, and they're
1: not gonna, they don't do things small, so if they come in, they're coming in like gangbusters. Wow, that'd be interesting, can't wait to see it. Um, I did see one thing that was a, a pre, you could do a pre-order from Cubicle 7. Have you bought any stuff from the Cubicle 7 team? They do um, Warhammer roleplay, Warhammer 40K roleplay. Yeah, play. I
0: have I have some of their 5E stuff, I think, because I have uh, okay. like a, a Dragon Book and some other stuff. Yeah, but I haven't done they any. They put together good yeah. quality
1: products, and I love them for the Warhammer stuff. And I'm a huge Warhammer fantasy roleplay fan. I've got all editions, one through four. <laughs> I have them all. And you know, and every time they bring a new edition out, I buy those books. But I just noticed they're doing a Warhammer 40K roleplay called the Imperium Maledictum D100 system. They love a D100 system. So they use a percentile yeah. system for a lot of their stuff, which is I also think I always like to dabble in, because like you like to dabble in rules, and me and you like to talk about mechanics and stuff. We see lots of d6 sets that come out we see lots of d20 sets come out it's interesting to see some people holding on to a d100 system or even if they they do weird dice you know like some of the um you know other dice that are types are out there so i like yeah. to see just what this d100 system is and in, in place. so i think i'm going to get it get if you pre-order now you get the pdf and then the the actual book comes out later so you can buy you the pdf now or you can get the book, it'll get shipped to you, but you get access to the yeah. PDFs, which is good. The best way to buy books, really, because I think if you buy a hardcover book, you should always get a PDF. I would love that. Every company that does that, I support. like, And Cubicle 7 does that. So I'm like, this is good. Um, and so I might I... want to do a little bit more on that.
0: Percentile's weird. I always think of horror with percentile dice because I think it's that percentile dice has always been tied to Call of Cthulhu for me. So when it's like, oh, yeah, like Mothership uses percentile dice, I think. And so Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. But then um, what is it? uh, Vampire the Masquerade uses a set of D10s for success. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I just like the
1: idea that as a GM, you could just say, well, I think you have about a 20% chance of doing this. And you could just stop there. You don't have to come up with anything else. It's just like. This seems like a 50-50, guys, whatever you're trying to plan here. Yeah, so roll that. (laughs) Uh,
0: No, and then it's like, okay, well, I'm actually good at this. And so you kind of, yeah. It's interesting how so many games revolve around that idea, but we, we navigate away from using just a straight percentage yeah, uh, because when you yeah. make it,
1: you 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 change it back into math when you're developing, and you're thinking, well, I want to give them about a sixty percent chance success rate, yeah. and I'm going to do this, so I'm using two d six. Yeah. Oh, what I should do is a two d six plus a stat because that's going to get me in my success range that I want of between forty percent and sixty percent, which will make the game play. Fun. And and the whole time you're just right there with the ten, the two ten side are going, yeah. yeah, yeah. We could just roll forty five percent anytime you want. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I like that. I yeah that's, 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 that's that's it's all math guys, that's the secret. <laughs> there is no game. <laughs> so how um, was
1: Jordan's week of playing or game mastering something while I was gone? What what did you get up to?
0: Yeah, so uh l- uh last week I played um my game with DM Nathan. Um, and we, I actually went to the DD movie and then I was like, I'm going to be late to DD because I'm going to go see the movie. And so I went to the movie and then I like said, bye wife. And I hopped in my car and I drove to my friend's house to play, um, D D. We leveled up to nine. So I'm a level nine artificer now. And he's letting us kind of craft, uh, magical items. So in our chat, they were like, okay, you found this like moon meteorite stuff. Um, and you can kind of like craft, it's very like arcane, uh, synergizing like you can definitely work the metal but it works with magical and arcane stuff and as an artificer mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's awesome and so everybody kind of made uh fun magic items for themselves uh and i made a boba fett <laughs> jet pack <laughs> so i could nice. like proficiency proficiency times per day i can cast the fly spell on myself or i can use a bonus action to jump and so i liked I liked this ability to have like a cool jetpack. It's been kind of fun. Yeah. Have
1: you seen the latest episode of Mandalorian?
0: No. Yeah.
1: No spoilers, features lots of jetpacks. There
0: you go. You might
1: watch it for your artificer I mean, just there you to go. get some ideas.
0: <laughs> and so, my artificer is is uh it's been fun exploring the artificer. I think I like this class a lot. If you're in the right world because um, we have a wizard in our party and the wizard is very much like book smart and he's pulling all of these energies and stuff. But when it comes to like portals and things, he's like, well, I'll try Dispel Magic, but like maybe Dispel Magic doesn't work. And it's because he doesn't understand the in- intricacies of it. And so then I come in and through rolling Arcana or Investigation, the DM's like, well, what do you think it is? And I'm like, oh, well, if I was going to defuse this, I think we'd have to like invert this and, and we kind of treat arcane energy like electricity and it's been really Mm -hmm. fun so in our game we need to close a giant hell mouth that is spewing demons and it's been open for months and we need to figure out a way of closing it and we were talking about it that there's a prophecy that the metal that we found this like meteorite metal will be able to close the rift and they're like well how will you close it i'm like well this metal is kind of like an anchor in arcane space and if we throw it in there it'll pull the fabric of reality in and close in on itself and the way i like i mean i pulled it out of my butt just trying to be like mm-hmm. yeah like this but then everyone was like yeah that sounds really cool okay it makes sense now and, and the dm was like yeah and so we had a good time Uh, really enjoying my Artificer. I want him to get to level 10 because then I can attune to more magical items. He's the only class that can increase attunement, which is cool.
1: Do you think with your experience and obviously having read and probably planned out your character path ahead of time because you've been playing this character for so much, is the early period Artificer fun to play, the mid-period Artificer fun to play, the late period Artificer? Or is it one of those classes where it starts slow and then it gets better as it goes or is it really good right from the beginning? Or what do you, what do you think?
0: Um, you know, and there's different subclasses, so it's going to play differently. The one I chose was the battle. No, I don't really remember what I chose. The artillerist I think is what I am. Um, and so I've got dual wands that I like, you know, shoot spells out of, uh, I don't know. We started at level five. We're only level nine. This is a really slow level. So you campaign. didn't have to play it from level one. Yeah. Just, okay. That's what we I started learning. at level five. I'm level nine now. I really want to get to level 10 because that's when I unlock a bunch of new stuff. But at level mm-hmm. nine, I've got third level spells now. So I can cast like fireball and wind wall and some other cool things. Um, it's a half caster. So you always have to be mindful of that. There's a lot of like, uh, I, I always feel like I can do more than I can because I think I'm used to full casters. And then I look down and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm out of spell slots. That's crazy. What? And so... Um, and in the eh. game you're
1: playing now with your your, um, artificer, do you feel like you're sitting there at turns with nothing to do or you always have something to do? You, it's not always the same thing. Like, you're not the warlock who always just throws Eldritch Blast oh, every yeah. round kind of problem. Is it, do you feel like as the artificer, do you feel flexible do you feel like you know you always have something yeah
0: i like playing support so uh, a lot of me is like i cast um because any artificial spell i cast i can bonus action fire my gun and so i like it mm-hmm. because i can be like okay i'm gonna cast protection on this person or i'm gonna cast haste on this person and then as a bonus action i get a fire my gun because i cast an artificer spell so mm-hmm. i like that aspect where i can always kind of like hit and support um, I think it's a lot of fun from that That's aspect. Very nice. So, yeah. Uh, but and for your the spell most list part, is a wizard spell list, right? Uh, well, it's an artificer spell list. So I have like cure wounds and stuff. But it's oh, okay. yeah, it's kind of like Bard where it's a hybrid of the two. So, um, but I do like, uh, I will say for the most part, I use Firebolt and my, my other gun, my force damage. So, in a way, you become, you know, I have more spell slots than a warlock, but for the most part, you're you're just attacking so and we fought a rakshasa uh last week too and that thing was immune to all spells up to like level six i couldn't do anything like i pulled out a crossbow and i'm like wow i have a plus 11 to my firebolt cantrip but i've got like a plus four to my crossbow this sucks because i had no (laughs) other way of attacking him everything i do is magic i was like this is my kryptonite this kind of sucks
1: that's interesting. Yeah,
0: rakshasa. it's fun though. I like it. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy Rakshasa. It was really annoying. Um, <laughs> and then I'm running DCC Purple Planet. Um, we actually had a low. Uh, a lot of people couldn't make it, and I ended up having three people who could. And they were, and they came over. And I'm like, do you guys want to play something else? Do you want to play just board games? And uh, my Katie was just like, I really want to roll dice. And I was like, okay, so we we played a a small little purple planet game um, with those characters ended up having more fun than I've had in a long time. And I forget just if you play with like a DM and three players or two players, um, sometimes it can be like, Oh, we don't have enough players, but really they just get to do more. And these Mm -hmm. three players got to do so much. And it wasn't like a big, not a fight, but like, trying to be heard at the table. And I want to do this and I want to do this. Um, and it was really low key and they got a lot of exploration in a lot of good role play and stuff. So we had a lot of fun and I'm running it again tomorrow. So we're going to pick up with uh, more players tomorrow and we'll run around and play purple planets some more. I got to prep that. But yeah.
1: <laughs> purple planets.
0: And then great Very motor on cool. March is going well as, as going really good too. Um, they're discovering things. They, uh, ended up teleporting out of a place. And so because of PAX and the conference, I'm not sure when we're going to play again. I think it'll be April, but um, that's a fun game as well. Good cast. yeah,
1: They're funny to watch. Yeah.
0: But how about you, Lucian? What's going on in the Uh, world of Lucian? Yeah,
1: so... (laughs) I'm in that interesting place where we're finally getting to play high level characters in Dungeon of the Mad Mage and we're getting to the deeper levels and we are going through a star dock um, and we're about to assault basically one of the tiers of saloon you know <laughs> like oh, wow. spoiler alert and it's just like this is so cool and I haven't played a character except for maybe like a a very brief one shot where somebody says hey everybody roll up 20 level characters yeah, and we'll yeah. play this 3 hour game and that's all you get this has been just, you know, sessions and sessions at level 14, sessions and sessions at 15, sessions and sessions at 16 now where I'm a, you know, mine's split. So it's definitely you're at the part now where the multi-class you start to think, Oh, well, I'm a, I'm a arcane archer seven and a twilight cleric nine. And I've got a lot of cool stuff, but imagine had I just been a, whatever 16, you know, yeah. because you could just be that without splitting it. But I find more and more of this character is such a cool character. And I don't know if a lot of people would have put those two things together, you know, a fighter, arcane archer with a, a twilight cleric, but it's just come together so well as being one of my favorite characters ever. Um, and it's been fun. So the, the high level fighting, we have tons of stuff we can do. I can play supporter, I can play damage, I can do both in a turn. Like my, my favorite thing is, you know, blessing our party so that they're ready to be frontliners and then just unloading with the bow kind of like what you're talking about, like I can help and then I can shoot. And it's, you know, lots of mobility, lots of movement. I have lots of ways to move around. Um, I have lots of ways to hide. Um, Yeah, now with my fly, I'm the same way.
0: Like I can teleport, now I can fly. Like there's lots of cool stuff I can do.
1: And then you'll start adding your invisibility in or some type of thing that makes it so they don't see you. And then you're just like, yeah, this is perfect. So I'm like just this hidden sniper out there. It's cool. Um, And so we're really enjoying it. Um, We didn't play this last week. Um, so we kind of skipped this week, but we should be back for next week, Thursday, and we're all excited. And we're getting close. We're, like, getting to the end. He's already uh, – Damel has ran his home group through Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and they completed it, and they are done. So they have finished. He has ran a full party through Dungeon of the Mad Mage. We're the second party coming through on level, like, 16, and we're not – you know, we've got some more levels to go, but we're going through them quicker and quicker now. So it's been it's been pretty interesting. So pretty soon, I would say probably the next month or two – we'll probably be looking at what's the next campaign or what's the ah. next thing we do, or what's the, you know, even though we're still in the, in the throes of this, yeah, which yeah. is exciting. So thinking of a new campaign is always the best part of anything. Super Cause bad. you're just like, Oh, the possibility. Does Danimal want to run
0: again or is somebody else in the group going to run something? So that's, that's what I think
1: it's all being batted around and I think it's all just being left open at the moment so that nobody's quite committed to anything yet. We all have cool ideas and we're kind of, willing to run with them but we haven't coalesced on anything yet so Mm -hmm. it's all kind of we could do this or we could do that um it'd be interesting so i'm hoping i'm sure it's going to be something the group's going to keep going on thursday night so there will be something that's you know that we're playing for sure could be a change could be a different game could be a different system could be another campaign book because we've already done two of the official campaign books he could easily just pick up another campaign book and we could say all right we're doing the new Fandelver campaign or we're doing the you know whatever you know one we're doing um the abyss campaign you know and yeah yeah you can pick up any of those so yeah well, i'd love to the go light. back to um storm king's thunder i always so i still think it's a great campaign oh it is it, yeah. it requires a dm that's willing to put some work in because it's so big and you have to fill in a lot of holes but it's still really cool if you're looking for a really cool adventure that's an official adventure to run, Stormkeep Summer yeah. is still really cool. Too. Anch,
0: I mean, Curse of Strahd, like that would be there's a lot of those adventures that from 5e that really stood yeah. out and it would be fun, so.
1: Yeah, to go through um, and play them. So,
0: ice and beta, sometimes I we know. start
1: characters over, sometimes we didn't. This one we did because we started with
0: um Waterdeep, yeah, Dragon Heist. Yeah. Deep,
1: and we started at one Dragon ice bled right into Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Whereas when we did our, um, when we went down to Cholt, those were different characters not related to this one for doing, um, I'm blanking now, but the um, the dungeon down there for.
0: Yeah, Tomb of Annihilation.
1: Tomb of Annihilation. Thank there you. you. I just don't yeah. know what I'm thinking. Too much stuff. So that's, that's been fun. So I can't wait to see what we can do. I keep asking him as a dungeon master, do you want to, run your own world like because me and you are all about creating our own worlds or running our own campaigns we've both done it and he amazingly enough every time i've asked him he says no i don't really have an interest in building my own world he likes running the ones that are published and i just thought wow that's such a different view than mine because i always am leaning towards i want to create my own and then bring some pieces
0: in mm-hmm.
1: but he, he's just full-on no i like you know and book, i play the game as it is
0: yeah and i i actually I mean, I had a lot of fun building my world, but I would agree. Like overall, I think it's a lot of fun to have the established world and then I can tweak a little bit as opposed mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. having the blank canvas and pulling things in. Like both of them can be fun, but it's... I don't know. There's a reason that I researched the realm so much. Like it's it's fun to run a game that you're familiar it's with. It's fun to have stuff so. to yeah, work yeah. with
1: versus have to come up with it all. Yeah, yeah
0: here's all these sense. tools that I get to play with and stuff. Like uh, mm-hmm. our Planescape game is off the rails now. Like, it is not anywhere near what the Great Modron March story is in the Mm -hmm. book, the published adventure, but I have all this Planescape material to pull from and build stuff, and so it's becoming its own custom campaign, but it's a lot of fun. So...
1: How far do you think that one's gonna go?
0: You know, I don't know, because they're not trying to solve a lot of the mysteries. (laughs) And so I'm just like, I don't... You know, like, if they if we have more adventures where they're just kind of like, I don't know, let's go see what's going on over here. I'm like, Oh, okay. And so I keep dangling carrots, but then they're like, well, I don't want to go to the abyss. I'm like, nobody does, but that's the adventure. Come on guys. Like, what are you doing?
1: Could we, could we organize your cast to come on to a Saturday morning and then interview them about playing this game and the things that, are going on from their point of view like a cast interview almost like you would get
0: yeah. with any
1: other show that's out there or any other tv show they yeah. start to ask the actors of the show and it'd be so funny to just have a bunch of questions for them. like when jordan did this is that what you guys thought I was doing <laughs> or like how did you guys come up with this idea i think what that's what critical role head? does
0: in their post sessions yeah. they have like what did what did uh Tollison feel during the blah 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 so yeah. uh i think days that i'm gone and you're available you should invite them on and just ask them questions oh, for about sure. this that would be I, cool. that's
1: my new plan i'm writing it down right now if okay. you're out on a day i'm gonna get the, the cast get together. lb and, and
0: rachel and them yeah it'll be fun yeah um, All right. awesome dude good to have you back this was fun yeah <laughs> uh yeah that's our show ladies and gentlemen uh stay tuned uh thank you for watching i know Things are going to be weird because I have to repipe all of the plumbing in my house. Uh, so, and camping
1: season starting for me. Yeah. So we've been talking about this shift a little bit that hasn't happened or officially done anything with the Saturday yeah. morning just because the weekends we kind of have been needing to get back a little
0: bit. <laughs> and I don't even know if I'll be able to edit video. I'm trying to think if I can take my entire yeah. computer out of the basement. I might have to like set up a temporary station in my room or something, or my bedroom, just because they're going to like tear apart all of this stuff down here. Um, But stay tuned. We really appreciate you guys guys for watching and stuff. And thanks for hanging out with Mm -hmm. us and listening uh, via the podcast. If you listen via podcast, that's awesome. Um, We'll possibly be back next week. If not, I'll do some other things. Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So take care, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye.
1: All right.